0: Welcome to the Junto Podcast, super excited to be here with uh, a friend and a neighbor and a sister in Christ, uh, Lupita. And uh, here at the Junto Podcast, ironically, I finally got uh, some Latinos out here with me. Uh, you know, people always ask me, why why Junto? And I'm like, well, it, look, it's a playoff word. Obviously, uh, Junto uh, means together in Spanish. And that was the idea of this particular podcast, just to be a podcast about unity and community. Uh, so excited. If you've never joined us here, uh, again, we're a podcast about leadership, typically framed uh, around the perspective of faith, and we have a host of different kinds of conversations, uh, but typically those are revolved around faith. And Lupita, it's an an amazing pleasure to have you today. How are you?
1: Well, it's an honor to be here. You guys are amazing, and just I'm I'm just privileged to be here. Really, thank you. I'm grateful.
0: Well, and we're so thankful to have you. And you know, not only are we. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I would say, but you have uh, very something very special. I know you. You have. Uh kind of like this podcast here is to me, I hold it very close to my heart, yeah. kind of like a pet project, but you have some amazing and cool things going on, and I thought it would be uh, good for people, local and non-local, to hear what you got going on, and that is that you wrote a book, and uh, <laughs> we want to talk about that book today. The book is called Keepsake Letters to My Child. You can find that on Amazon, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to tell people where they can get that, but let's dig in. Let's talk about your book, and tell us uh, what this means to you, first of all. We want to know, you know, uh, what this book really means to you.
1: Gosh, well, thank you. Um, I have the book here, and I just wanted to kind of bring it up so y'all could see the book cover. Um, it's called Keepsake Letters to My Child, and really it's a legacy to my children. <laughs> I have to take a deep breath because I'll start crying really quickly. Um, this book is just everything. Um, that I wanted to pour into my children. Um, I wrote it during COVID, and I really felt like during that time we were just all in a very fragile season. I yes. think most of us just felt like, is the world coming to an end? Um, and is God gonna call me home? And um, I had a newborn, and mm. um, and during COVID he was actually um, a year old, um, When I wrote the book. So I felt as though if I were going to be missing, you know, if I was going to be called home, who would teach my children about the Lord? Who would walk with them? You know, obviously, my husband is such a a a great man, a God-fearing man, um, a good father, Um, but as a mother, you have these worries. And so I really felt as though if I was not going to be around, I needed to put something in writing, something that was going to be handed down to my children and possibly even to their children, and just on and on. Um, I love the idea of heirlooms and keepsakes, and so that's where I got the idea from. Um, But really, um, in all honesty, the... The idea for the book and the concept—it um, was—it was never really meant to be something that was public. This was more an intimate um, process that I took um, during um, just one night that I was just kind of wrestling with the anxiety and wrestling with the um, with just the stress of the season, the stress of the time. Wow! I wanted to really um, just. Write letters to my children that were going to mean something for the rest of their life, for all occasions, for their milestones, yes. for um, for their graduation, for when they become parents, for when they get married. And I felt as though if I was gone, Madeline at the time was um, four and Michael Lee was one, they wouldn't know me. They wouldn't know... um what I stood for. They wouldn't know that mommy wanted a legacy that was about God and learning about, you know, Jesus and learning about who he was. And and I really just um sat there and just wrote this one night, just started writing. It was the middle of the night and I just kept writing and writing and writing. And then all of a sudden all of these different letters just came to be. And um luckily for me it was um I think just being really close to Jesus at that time, really holding on to Him for dear life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It it was Him just opening up my heart to be vulnerable with my children and to just put down in words um, what I was really feeling. And I felt as though I could share that with the rest of the world to help inspire other parents. Um, I know that from my background, um, it was just... um, there was not as much communication as I would have liked there to have been. And I feel like maybe having something in writing is a little bit more concrete. Right. Um, even video, like now I think about, you know, years from now, our children will be looking right. at this video, and that's just so impactful. It's beautiful. Um, but, you know, the, the idea to, to finally put it out there and publish it, it just really was seeking God and and um, and His guidance. Really, it helped me to put it down in writing and say, yes, this is worthy of, um, of my family and of everybody else's, um, family and, and children.
0: Yeah. That's wow. That's powerful and, uh, inspirational, you know, um, uh, looking back being, uh, not that we're far removed from COVID, but, right. you know, seeing uh, some light at the end of the tunnel, uh, you know, we talk about this in terms of mental health and what we've been through as a people. Man, that was a crazy time. It was like the world shut down, and uh, mm. uh, and it's it's a beautiful thing to see that in such. Uh, Time of what we can call uncertainty. I know that in Christ we we always have a certain level of certainty, but just just in terms of living in the world uh, with everything that was going on, it's it's so awesome to see a piece of work, a piece of art, and a piece of yourself that was given in such a hard time. And tell me a little bit more about the process. So, I mean, I know you said that you didn't plan on publishing this, but I'm just trying to, to, maybe someone has an idea, or maybe someone's going to listen to this, and they're they don't know how to take those steps. How did yeah. it all begin? And you just you just said you started pouring yourself out onto paper.
1: Right. I wish it was paper. Nowadays <laughs> it's on computer, right? Yeah, so you're exactly. just like typing and going, you know. Right. I have horrible handwriting. Me so too. I mean I wish I could write as, you know, beautifully and then maybe I would put something some pen to paper, but I, I, I just can't. Um, but during the time that I um that this happened, I was also working on my masters and it was um a lot of work i was working on my thesis and it was like 9 months and it just it overtook my whole life i had a newborn and i signed up for you know for this this last thing the thesis and i started writing and so it's you know it's it's academic writing and it's and it's very um it's hard
0: yeah absolutely and um, so
1: while i was going through the process of this um that was when the the book came to me. So I kind of had it on the back burner for a while because I knew that I only had nine months to finish my thesis. I knew that I needed to hurry up. And, you know, I'm a little bit of a procrastinator. So, <laughs> and especially because I, I knew that this was more of a legacy thing, not so much a, a, a work project, something that right. I was looking to, you know, something that I was seeking to, like, you know, for economic purposes. Although, you know, if God blesses it that way, (laughs) you know, we're uh, not going to complain. We're not going to turn it down. (laughs) We're not going to turn God's blessing down. Of course not. But I think through the process of just taking on this education um, and just going through courses that really helped me to write, um, helped me to learn to pour myself into um, essays, writing, writing. it just kind of helped develop this sense of of confidence mm-hmm. in my ability to put something down on paper. It didn't matter that you know that I was not grammatically correct in everything that I wrote this um, wrote down for for my family for for the book for the purpose of the book. It was more so that they could feel my heart in it, and I think that's the best kind of writing is when you can um, be vulnerable and just show your heart. Um, and so, yeah, I think the confidence of just being able to go through school and, um, and then just putting, putting yourself out there. That's I right. I think, too, that if you do it with the purpose of, I need to write a book because I need to sell it, I think that'll stop... Uh, Stump you. You yeah. know, you won't feel like, oh, you know, you'll get anxiety over it. This is more just like an act of surrender. You know, to my children, I want you to learn about God. I want you to be who you are. I want you to be uniquely made um, in His image. And so, just writing that for them, it 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 just provided this sense of um, security in the book and in the letters that they speak for themselves. You know.
0: Yeah, that's powerful, and uh, what a legacy, you know, not only uh, for your children, but, you know, you're providing an opportunity for others who may buy the book to to help uh, instill a legacy in their children. Right. So, that's an added blessing into this, because it is, you know, anytime you are led to do a project like mm-hmm. this, it is an act of surrender. You know, it's an yes. act of trusting God, and it's it's an act of faith. And I know what you mean about um, pursuing things for the right reason, because there is this um, – I guess there's this freedom and just being able to say, "Okay, Lord, I'm going to do this, and whatever you make out of it, Mm. you know, is what it'll be." In other words, you know, that stress—it's not saying you won't have stressful moments, but you're you're like, "Okay, I've surrendered this to the Lord, and trusting God to do with it what He will." Man, there's freedom in that, and I know that feels good. And give us an example uh, of. How the letters are set up. I mean, give okay. us an example of one of the letters that you have in there. What's something that maybe is in the book that you're like? That's what I always go to. That that was really <laughs> like the most impactful part of the book.
1: Well, I love the way that the book uh, that the book is set up, um, and really um, in you know speaking with my publisher, they they gave me a lot of kind of leeway and how I wanted it to be set up, formatted, and all that kind of thing. And um, at the very last minute, I decided that I needed to add um, an extra page for parents to personalize their own letter if you wanted to write in the book you can do that Um, or you know if you want to write elsewhere of course you can do that but I wanted it to be uh, you know one and all kind of book where if you open it up to the first um, letter right beside it you'll have a blank page and um, so, my letter really, for example, we'll take this one. The very first one is, You Belong to God. And so, my letter's here, and um, I'm just here for inspiration. Mm.
0: Um,
1: and then you get to personalize your own letter here on this side for your children. And so, it goes on the same way for um, for each and every single letter. And there's that only awesome. 15 letters in here. And um, I love... Um, I have three pictures in the book. I didn't want to overtake the book with illustrations and um, with just photographs of my family because when I got the idea um, to publish it, I thought, well, you know, nobody wants to see me and my family, right? You, you, you're you, thinking about your children. You're thinking about the legacy you want to leave for your children. And so I chose some very um, kind of... Not very personalized pictures, but um, this picture here is my grandmother's hands. Oh wow! And that is Madeline's hands. And this was um, while we were stationed in Japan. We came over um, overseas so that she could meet my um, my daughter, and she was six months old here. And my grandma is now um, ninety-four.
0: Goodness, wow! And
1: she's still with us, thank the Lord. Yeah, alive goodness. and kicking
0: ninety four that's uh-huh. what a what a legacy talk about a legacy, goodness gracious to still be uh with us at ninety four wow yeah, that's yeah. awesome
1: i mean she's of course is in El Paso, Texas, and so I miss her dearly um, but she's always. With me, you know, absolutely in, in heart, in my heart. That's right. Um, and then this, this one here, this is Michael Lee's um, little foot. <laughs> so these are my own pictures that I took, um, and um, and just you know sent them in, and I and I said, however you can use them, make them black or white, um, which I think is just better, you know, aesthetically. And this one is um, when you become a parent, you mm. know. And so that's the second picture there, and then the third one. Um, we moved here to Arkansas two years ago, and that was when um, when the book came to me. Has it you know, only been during... two years? It has been two wow. years. Wow, two very long two, years. Two,
0: two long years. Yeah, yeah. I don't you know, know why like, I thought I... it was longer, but yeah, well, two well, long years. I
1: thought it for a very long time, and I asked God, "Why marry in Arkansas? Yeah, <laughs> why, God? You know?" And you know, I thought we had made a mistake by coming here because of, you know, we had a whole lot of things going on when we purchased a a new home we waited two years before we got the house and then when we got the house it kind of came apart wow Um, yeah and that's a story in and of itself you know and so we had to go live in a hotel for six months um but during that time it was just um it was it was rough you know it was hard and so but finally when we got into the house i felt more settled a little bit more at peace with everything and so this is the um this is the last picture here and that's a picture of me and my children. And I thought, you know, I don't have any pictures of just my children and I in the book. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was meant for my children. So, you know, if nobody buys the book, at least they'll see me. <laughs> at least it'll be me and my children in this book. So, this this letter here, this one is the one that gets me um, emotional every single time that I read it. And it's called, um, When I Am Gone, I Am Always With You. So, you can imagine what that one is about.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: And that was like the whole purpose and meaning for me writing the book was just, you know, if I'm gone at some point, when I am gone, you know, I want you to know that I'm still going to be here with you spirit, you know, my, in spirit and heart and mind. And I just want you to know that I left this for you so that you can walk with God and also realize that you're not alone because I will always be with you.
0: Wow, that's powerful uh, and it's a powerful reminder you know uh, I've brought this up on several different podcast episodes that we've done, but you know just earlier this month I we had the passing of my dad at one year anniversary of the passing of my dad so yeah it's it's really hard awesome. and you know I, I speaking about legacy and creating those, um, Things about faith, you know, the testimony of faith. Uh, My dad left those things with me, so I see the importance of what you're doing. And, And I love the aspect of having a book because you can always go back and you can always read those words or you can always see what you wrote beside that. So very important um, in terms of legacy and and building life into the next generation, specifically your kids and All our right. kids. And uh, I see the importance of that. And I, I know uh, maybe you could describe it as a labor of love, but tell us, you know, what kept you motivated to see it to the end? Because I, I just want to encourage somebody because I feel like maybe there's somebody out there who has a similar vision or maybe God is putting something on their heart, but they're like, I can't accomplish this. I have so much going on. You know, wow. I have kids. In your case, you were working on your master's. You mm-hmm. just moved to a town that mm-hmm. you didn't know many people. Right. and
1: and we were living in an apartment. And this is the biggest, I think, um, takeaway uh, for anybody that wants to write or decides to just sit down and write. Um, you don't need anything fancy, Um I never thought I'd be an author. And when I started writing, and even when I was doing my master's, because we had just moved here, because it was during COVID and we had to wait on bank loans and Mm -hmm. and the whole COVID mess and everything like that, Um, it was just me in a two-bedroom apartment with my family of four and and we had borrowed some furniture because we had come from uh, my husband retired after 20 years of service in the military so all of our household goods were in storage wow so we were at living in an apartment and we had um you know started looking for homes but we were not yet set on a home and you don't want everything to be delivered to this apartment because they're only going to deliver it one time after you know he retired wow so we were basically. I borrowed um, a table from my mother-in-law, and you know, chairs, tables, sofas. I mean, we had all borrowed ink, stuff. Everything, yeah. you know, from them. And I was sitting at at this table in the kitchen, and and just writing uh, for my thesis, and then after the idea came for my book, um, I just kind of had it, you know, on a PDF file there on, on my desktop. And I would go to it every time that the publisher would come to me and ask me (laughs) where I was at with it. And I literally would say, I'm sorry, I'm working on my thesis, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do some edits to it because they would, you know, you send it back and forth yeah, and they do edits and then they'll send you back and you are only allowed like three edits. Oh wow. And, um, it dep- I guess it depends on the publishing company mm-hmm. that you're with, and I'm with um, TBN and Trilogy published my um, my book, um, but it really was them kind of bugging me a little bit to hurry <laughs> that up pushed and finish, you. <laughs> right. because I was sitting on it for the longest time. Um, I don't. I, I think that if it came to me in. Um, During COVID, so that was December of 2020, right, at the height of COVID, at the end of the year, when we were all all wishing that it would just disappear, like as soon as, you know, the new year came in.
0: It was fun for like a month, being (laughs) home, everything, but then it was like, okay, wow, you know.
1: Yeah, and so, but, you know, the next year, I still wasn't done with it you know come december they were like well what's going on you know where where are you at with it because it's 2021 december you got to get on it and i'm like oh my gosh okay yes so i finally finished my thesis in april of 2021 so i really kind of came into the book and and really focused on it then but i still wasn't done and um and I think in November when they came to me, I was just needing the pictures, just a couple more pictures. And I really wanted to put a, pic- a picture in every single letter. <laughs> but, you know, then I thought, this is just going to take forever because I've not yeah. taken that many pictures. And I don't want to start having to just, you know, put something on there that is, meaning- that is meaningless. Right. I wanted it to really mean something. So um, I got all my pictures together, you know, sent them in and... Then all of a sudden, I was talking to my mom, and I said, "I think I'm done. You know, I think I'm going to send this in, and I think it's done." And um, and she says, "I think it's a great idea that you are doing this for um, for your for your children. That's it's right. Beautiful, right?" And she said, "I I, um, I can only imagine, you know, that when they become a parent, that they are going to look to your book." And I thought, "I haven't written that letter. That letter's not included." Mm. So I thought about it, and I thought. I can write that letter yeah because that's a milestone when they become parents
0: that's huge
1: so i sat down i wrote the letter had it done and i thought i'm not going to reach out to the publishing company yet because sometimes you have to have it done before (laughs) you can't ask for approval yet you know you don't even have it ready yeah like so i had it done i sent it in and i said i'm so sorry i know we said this is it but this is a letter that um I just had the idea, you know, concept concept came from my mom. And I really think it's necessary to put that in the book. And if you can't, I understand. But also I'm willing to pay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just to
1: add that extra letter exactly. in there. You know, so that's how I ended up with the last very last letters, like my mother just putting that in my in my ear, you know, saying that to me, how my children would benefit from You know, a letter for them for when they become parents. And I hadn't thought about that. You know, I thought I had covered all the bases. But that's what's so special about you being able to personalize your own letters to your children is that I'm only here for inspiration. You can definitely just write whatever comes to mind, whatever your heart desires for your children, write the letter, you know, because they're going to be able to look back and 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, they might be reading that letter to their children and their children's children and that that is legacy
0: well and ironically you know the book is keepsake letters to my child but your mother had something to do you know your mother so in a way she uh, has a part uh, of the legacy as well just with with the inspiration to include that and then uh the conversations that i'm sure took place between the two of you about the book and maybe you know i don't know the yeah. specifics but maybe it was a bonding time or something that Likewise, you all could have yeah. bonded over you know so there's power in that and I, I believe in legacy you know this uh we talk a lot about faith and what 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 our belief is and we understand that uh, that we not only have a legacy in christ as believers but as parents uh right. you know we have uh a duty or, man, a pleasure, a privilege uh, to instill that in our kids, because it really is a privilege. Is. You know, the Bible says that uh, that Christ came so that we could have life and, and have it more abundantly, and so, everything that we do from that perspective is about introducing uh, our children to that abundant life, and I think this book does that. It's a great way uh, for them uh, to read some of your thoughts, but then also to uh You know, put their own thoughts into it as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I could see them buying the book or, you know, um, handing it down to their own children. You know, when they fill it up then you know, get a new one for the next generation and the next generation. Um, I just think it's so awesome to have a foundation. My mother, um, she laid that foundation for me. She's wow. um, she's Catholic, and um, so I grew up Catholic. You know, I've been baptized um, since um, about eight. Uh, Seven years now, going on seven years. Madeline was in my belly. Wow, <laughs> she was about six. I was about six months pregnant when I gave myself over to the Lord after wow. having gone through two miscarriages. I just, you know, and after realizing that, you know, if this was if if this baby was going to come forth, that I needed to ded- rededicate my life to the Lord, and and hers as well, you know. So just. It's just something that I I want to be able to pass down to her, and I think it is so important. Such a it is such a privilege, but it is such a hard job though too. It, it so is. So hard. I'm like Lord, if I am not perfect, you know, <laughs> let it be written here that at one point, <laughs> at one point, your mother, yeah. your mother, really,
0: yeah. your mother really tried. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Like she made an attempt to. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know.
0: Well, and that's awesome, you know. Uh, and one thing I've learned. Um, um in terms of parenting is is just sometimes just being there, even through the mistakes and uh, mm. parent, parent, uh, kids as they age. They may not always understand, but uh, God reveals that to them, and, and just being available. And I know that uh, they feel your love mm. and your guidance. Um, and then they also have this book. What a what a gift that that is to them for their future. And you know, I think it would inspire them to say, "Look what my mom accomplished." You right. know, look what my mom accomplished in in that she did. And tell us a little bit about. Um, one of the biggest joys, you know, we talked about some challenges and you spoke about some challenges in that, gosh, you really did have it hard. You were working on your master's and then I know about, a little bit about anyway, uh, about your home and the situation you went through there (laughs) living in a hotel. But tell us what has been the most rewarding part of seeing this uh, through completion. Because, you know, we always say it's easy to start something, but it's really tough to finish things. You know, people make resolutions at the beginning of the year, and they're going to start the gym and they're going to do that. And we're good at starting things as a people, but finishing is, is, uh, sometimes really hard. So what's been a a good reward for you from this process?
1: I think the reward, um, and if I can backtrack just a little bit, it starts from the beginning. It's, um, it's that I didn't, I didn't really try so hard for the book. The book just kind of, it came to me and that's why I call it, you know, Holy Spirit Inspiration because that was not me. (laughs) Every project and everything that I always try to accomplish, you know, um, in January I ran a marathon, that was physical like action and, you know, having to put yourself through that kind of immense training, it takes everything out of you. But when really I think when you're so close to to God because you're in a season of suffering, you're mm-hmm. in a, in a season where you all you can do is look for Him and seek Him. Um, that in that moment, in that vulnerability, it's so easy, and it just pours into you, and then you're able to just pour out from that spirit led, yes. you know, spirit led pouring in, and um, and I think that's that's really my reward is that. I had such a wonderful time writing this and it was never hard. It was always just so easy and it it flowed and it was smooth. There was never a time where I just, you know, I hated writing yeah, it, you know? Like my thesis, good. like <laughs> I hate it. Like I was like it's just so done, you know? I was right. just so done. And that never happened with this. And of course, this is just a, a much smaller book. But, you know, what's in it, it's it's the meat of it. It's the, really, it's the teaching, the promise of God, of knowing Him, of knowing that He's our Creator, knowing that there's nothing else you can turn to. But to Him, I think that is that is my reward, It's just knowing that He gave that to me. He, that's right. He, he gave this to me. Who am I? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's powerful. And uh, it, it is inspiring. And I know exactly what you mean. You know, um, just, just having the Holy Spirit lead you and... and yeah, guide your writing, and you know, guiding your mind. And I, I can relate because I'm not a writer in terms of schoolwork and things like that. So right. I, I, I
1: never thought I was a writer either, it, though. You know, it yes. was just coming from a place of of, of love, of yes. pouring out, and and that is that. I think that is the tip that maybe you're looking for. It's just if you feel spirit led, just do it. Do, yeah. do it in the moment. Do it. Don't wait for the right moment. If I had waited. This one, it just would not ever never came out of me. You know, right. it came out in, <laughs> in desperate times. <laughs> you know, and, it, and it's a wonderful reminder of um, you don't need anything else. You know, you really don't. All you need is just um, to give yourself over to the Lord and to follow, follow Him
0: yeah that's beautiful wow Uh, super proud of you and excited for your journey uh tell us a little bit about because you have a book signing i know you've done a couple of them but you have one coming up here locally tell us the date and time and uh if people uh if we can get this to people who are local and they can come to that where can they find you
1: So, uh, Couples Bible Bookshop is in West Memphis, and um, Mr. Rick is just a precious, precious soul. He's been running it for over 46 years. And, I mean, can you imagine just the kind of service for the community? He sells Bibles, and he's got so many resources, and he's just full of knowledge, you know? And so, um, after um, I came back from Boston, I I also got my my, uh, master's in May. I came back from Boston, and... um, Uh, A friend of mine connected me with Mr. Rick Couples, and um, he he wanted to get to know me. You know, he had never heard about me or anything. (laughs) Obviously, I'm not from the area, so I went in. I brought my book in with with me, and I got to sit and chat with him. and um, And he just said, "Yeah, I'm on board," and I was like, "Wow." Easier than I thought, you know, because you know, because small towns, exactly. you know, it's kind of hard to get in sometimes, and right. and he was just so um, so loving and so accepting, and um, so we talked about, it. and so November the fifth, um, from uh, ten a.m. to twelve noon, will be the book signing at Couples Bible Bookshop in West Memphis, and I'm excited about it, and I hope that you all will come out and support him and support me.
0: Yeah. It's exciting! Uh, a book signing, get to get to sign some books. Hopefully, you'll stop by and and get a copy, or if you've already purchased one, take it by and uh, let Lupita sign it and uh, put her uh, little signature on there. And I uh, think it'll be a great time. And and we do. We're thankful for uh, for Rick and and the couple's Bible books yeah. store and and just the dedication that they've uh, had in our community for all these years. Absolutely. Uh, so, that's exciting news, exciting news. Um, so, uh, what would you say, uh, I guess in closing, I know we've talked about a lot of things, but if there's a vision or if there's a word of encouragement or... If there's advice that you could give somebody, and I know you've already said a lot of really good things, and you've talked about trusting the Lord in, in the suffering, but if there's one thing uh, that has stood out to you, not only during this process, but in life, maybe it's a rule that you live by, what mm-hmm. what would that be to tell others?
1: Well, I live by, um, obviously, my walk with God, um, but I also live with um, just higher standards, higher standards of for myself. Um, I hold myself to a higher standard um, of integrity, of just living, you know, day by day, growing. So personal development is huge.
0: That's awesome
1: it is it is something that um I started about ten years ago. Maybe twelve now, um, and it really transformed my life because I didn't have a great upbringing. I, you know, came from nothing, really, and I wanted to. Ch- I wanted change. I wanted. I saw everybody else having great lives, and I just wasn't, you know. And oh. I wondered why. What? What? I know, you know. I know about God, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, who is this God? And so, after just some some years of suffering, I finally came to the you know, basically just to surrender and just to ask for His help. And I said, you know, if you're really out there, like, I need your help because I'm not, I'm not walking in the light. Um, and so He did. Wow. And um, and it wasn't like, you know, like I was baptized or anything. It was just a moment of, of solitude, of mm. desperation, of reaching yeah. and calling out to Him. And He did, He really... Um, He really guided me through through that, and I was able to um, to learn so much from just I call them mentors, but there's a lot of personal development um, out there, you know. And I listen to a lot of audiobooks, so I'm constantly, you know. Learning, and even mm. if you're a mother and you're at home and you're doing the laundry and you're doing the dishes, the mundane, you know,
0: yeah, the everyday um,
1: in, that, in that mundane, like technology is, is so far reaching right now. That's right. Just listen to something that is going to improve your, um, your mind, your attitude, um, and just allow yourself to grow because if you're not growing, you're dying. And I really believe that we have it in us to just become like, you know, butterflies in every single season. Just there's growth. And I have seen myself transform year after year. And I'm just like, who is this person? Who is this person? Who is this person? <laughs> you know, and, and you always, I always hear in the back of my head, a lot of people are so, um, they love the fact that they, you know, that they've, that they've never changed, that they're always the same. You know, you'll, you'll never get something different out of me. It's, I'm always the same. I stay constant. And, and that's wonderful. And I think that that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's wonderful <laughs> if you are loyal, if you're, if you're a good friend, if right. you're a good father, if you're a good communicator. But we all have room to improve. So wherever that is, find that. Um, that room for improvement that, you know, okay, well, I might be a little bit too negative. Or even if it's about physical fitness, I'm all about that. You know, it's like you, you're never going to be completely perfect, but just work on something that, you know, really needs help it. and, And you'll be able to better yourself and help yourself. And from feeling better, you'll be able to pour into others because when you're lacking, there's nothing to give. That's right. So personal growth, personal development has been huge for me. Yeah,
0: and we say that all the time. You know, you can't give something you don't have or you can't, you know into others when your cup is empty a lot of different analogies but that's you're 100% right and I agree I you know I, I read a lot of things on leadership and, and growth and it is you know there are there's so much good out there and um, I, I'm excited at what God is doing in your life it sounds like you've had quite the journey and that God yeah. has really revealed some things and uh, that's one thing I love about this walk with God is just when you think you got it figured out God will right. reveal something new not only about himself, but also about you oh, as yeah. as his child, and that's that's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I love what you said too about it's okay in some areas uh, to stay the same, uh, but you know, in terms growth. of e- evolving and growth, it is a process, mm-hmm. and we should be. Uh, striving towards bettering ourselves. And really, that's one of the big things about this podcast. You know, we say leadership, faith, and community. That's the subheading mm-hmm. of this. And and we believe here, uh, obviously, in, in the power of what God can do, but also in the power of community, in the power yes. of prayer, and in, in the power of getting connected to people. And like you said, uh, listening to those resources, learning right. from mentors and people who have you know, obviously they're bearing fruit in their lives. You know what I mean? Like you can see see it it. evident. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So find that, find that someone in your life. Maybe you have a mentor that's here local. Maybe you've got somebody that's born into your life, but if you don't, we encourage you just like Lupita said, you cut in the yard, you mow on the grass, listen to something that's going to uplift you. That's going to speak into the parts of your life where you know need work. And I got to tell you, that's that in and of itself is a process, you know. Yes. A lot of times we can realize that we are lacking in an area, but taking steps to do that is an entirely yes. different story because you can right. recognize it, but taking action. What did, what is something you've done or something that's worked for you just to help you uh, take action, even in terms of physical fitness? We we try to stay active too with that. So, what keeps you motivated, or what's something you've done that might work for somebody else?
1: Um really i don't i think it's just life is too short life mm. is too short and and i want to be able to experience all of it yeah <laughs> with my children i set mm. huge goals for myself big goals um and i know that um through God and with God, I can accomplish those things. And, wow. and if it's something that is not meant for me, then that door won't open. And so I don't even question things anymore. Um, I just kind of seek His guidance, and I say, "Well, that's what I want, God." You know, so you know, let's walk through that door together. <laughs> and if He doesn't open it, because several times He hasn't, you know, and I think a lot of times. Um, This goes back to, you know, just teaching moments and learning. Um, There's pruning, you know, there's seasons of Uh, pruning. Absolutely when you're, that door doesn't open or that opportunity doesn't come your way or you're in a season of suffering and of change and transition like we just have been here for the past two years, I feel like it's just been such a huge transition coming out of the military and not having that military community anymore. Right. Um, finding another community exactly. which has welcomed us and it's so beautiful. But in that midst you know, of of not having... Um, that's where the pruning begins. That's where, you know, because you are so alone, then you start to seek God and then He shows you what needs to change, what needs pruning, what can you do better, how can you be better? You know, I've learned so much in this season that being vulnerable and just being honest, being open to um, to new, whatever that new is, right. will really expand you know, expand my world. And if I'm willing to want to set these big goals and see the whole world, um, in such a short amount of years, you know, because that's that's why I strive for so much, is because I I realize we only have, I mean, at best, a hundred years. You yeah. know. Yeah.
0: If you're lucky a hundred years or right. if you're blessed. <laughs> and you if know. you're mobile
1: <laughs> you know, if you're mobile, physically able, that you just do all those things that you really want to do because the right. world is such a huge place and to just not be able to experience the greatness that God has created, it just it scares me a little bit to, gotcha. to, to be on wow. my deathbed and yeah. be like, well, I could have done this. But I didn't. But I didn't. And yeah. what held you back? Right. What everybody else was thinking or what everybody else was saying?
0: Exactly. You got to let that
1: go. Got to let it go. You know? Let God walk with you and you walk with God and He'll open doors and He'll show you. And you know, God created a big world, so just go out there. And, and really just dig in. You know?
0: I, I love that. I love that. Uh, it' Fantastic conversation, Lupita. We're excited about your book. We're excited about your book signing coming up on November the 6th at Couples. If you're local, the be fifth. sure. And the 5th, <laughs> November the 5th uh, mm-hmm. at Couples. And uh, so be sure and stop by. And that's from 10 to 12? Yes. Okay, uh-huh. awesome. Uh, any parting words, anything? We, we are delighted about your story, and I hope that you were inspired by that. Uh, we know that uh, this, this book came through uh, a crazy season for all of us, but man, what a beautiful piece of art and what a legacy you've been able to leave uh, for your family and for anyone who reads this book.
1: Um, parting words. Um, I think just um, what I have to remind myself daily is that
0: um,
1: you are worthy. Boom. You're worthy. God created you. That's all you have to know. You're worthy. That's it. Don't let anybody else make you feel less than. Um, I think that that stems from, you know, having a rough childhood Mm -hmm. and not feeling worthy. And I think that there's a whole world of us like that. Oh, yes. And, And I'm here to tell you that you don't have to feel that way, you know, just allow for God to just come to you and speak to you and and um, and allow for him to just love you because that's that's the biggest thing is like not having that relationship with God um, will really hold you back from feeling loved from feeling appreciated from the rest of the world I think when you know that God created you to be here in this moment in this time um, then you know you have a purpose then you wow. know you were placed here just just because He loved you enough to create you. So, you're worthy. Just like that, you don't have to prove yourself.
0: Wow. Fantastic parting words. And so, so true. Uh, If You're struggling with worth or identity. You heard it right here. And I know so many people feel exactly like that. And what a beautiful reminder that in Christ... Just because we're who we are and God says that we're His, that alone makes us worthy. And what a beautiful, beautiful reminder. We appreciate you being here with us today. We hope that uh, you are encouraged by this. Uh, We thank you for tuning in to the Junto podcast and we encourage you to check out this book. We'll put uh, in the description uh, all the places that you can find it. And again, Lupita, we thank you for joining us today.
1: I thank you both. You guys are doing an amazing job for your community.
0: We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Take care.